Embrace the Day with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. There is lots of great news around uh, the domestic violence, the coercive control, all of that at the moment. And uh, in particular, there's been an amazing group that is being set up at the University of Newcastle. It is uh, a lot of this is being uh, driven by Sarah Williams, who is a survivor advocate of domestic and sexual violence. And uh, she was awarded the Youth of the Year for 2022 by the Newcastle Business Club and she was also a grand finalist for the Young Achiever of the Year for New South Wales and ACT. She joins me on the line now. How are you, my friend? You good? Uh, Yes, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Congratulations on the award. What does it mean to not only you but uh, what were you wearing and uh, and to other survivors? Um, It was just like I was absolutely honoured and, you know, very stoked to win it. I guess you know, it really shows that people are seeing us and acknowledge, you know, how important our impact and services are for the community and for survivors as a general. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a, yeah, it was a massive thing and I was really privileged. We, did you have any warning? I know obviously you knew you were a finalist. Did you have any warning that it was you? No, I had no idea. Um, I remember I was sitting there. I definitely did not think that it was going to be me because the other two finalists, um, were absolutely amazing, and the things that they have achieved was just yeah exceptional. They were also quite older than me as well, so I thought that um, you know that would take it. But when my name was called out, I was yeah I was absolutely blown away, and yeah it was a big big shock. Did you have a speech prepared? I did not. <laughs> uh, because oh, no. I did actually not think that I was going to. Yeah, when I, I didn't even think to do a speech. Um, but luckily, because of some of my... Because I do speak quite a bit, I could just, you know... You could go for it. just express, yeah, how I felt on the spot. Oh, God bless you. Now, uh, there's been some more media around over the last couple of weeks about uh, the University of Newcastle and uh, the establishment of the Institute's first Survivors Advocacy Advisory Group. It's a huge step forward, uh, Sarah. Why is it so important? Uh, So the advisory group, um, it's it's a massive step forward because in March of this year, the National Student Safety Survey came out and it showed that the University of Newcastle was the eighth worst um, of having sexual violence on campus in Australia. And it also showed that in Australia as a whole, universities' rates of sexual violence on campus are just increasing. Uh, So we partnered with the University of Newcastle and spent the last eight or nine months really creating a survivor advocates advisory group where 10 survivor advocates will come together each month uh, really to work on what the university can do to really help survivors as well as prevent sexual violence on campus, Mm. as well as then be able to also look at different policies and things in place already at the university and see really what needs to be changed to ensure that you know, as a student, when you go on campus, you are safe and are protected. Because it is uh, that campus at nighttime, let alone daytime, it is, uh, it's surrounded by bush, it's very dark, it's, uh, it doesn't feel safe at times, does it? No, it definitely doesn't. Um, you know, I know that the university has done a few different measures to ensure that, you know, safety is okay, like, you know, you can get security to take you home to your car, but the rates of sexual violence on campus just aren't showing that we're doing enough. 
Mm. And, you know, these institutions need to do a lot more. Um, you know, so it's why I think it's so beneficial that a group like this um, has been formed. Yeah. What are your short-term goals? So uh, so in the next six months or so, what do you want to see happen out there? Uh, so I'd really like to see university students have to do, have consent education, mm-hmm. understanding what respectful relationships are um, and consent as a whole, as well as currently if you are a victim of crime and you need to leave your course due to that crime, you have only 12 months to pay, uh, to ask for a refund on that course and not have to pay it. And I strongly believe that survivors shouldn't have to be, you know, pay the burden of courses that they didn't complete due to crimes committed against them. So we'd really like to see that from 12 Mm. months extended to five years minimum or even 10 years if we can get that. Um, Just because in the first 12 months, as we know, survivors are not in a state to have to retell their story to people that they don't know who's going to see on the other side of the application, Mm. as well as, you know, that needs to be a time of self-care and self-healing rather than applying for refunds. That's just awful, isn't it? That's uh, that's just victim blaming again. Yeah, definitely. I think that, yeah, there's, it's just, you know, appalling that it's only 12 months and that's over the whole of Australia. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it, it's not a system that's supporting survivors or supporting its students in general. It's it's horrible. Now, finally, um, yesterday, and I, uh, I've spoken with uh, Lisa Richmond from uh, what we were wearing previously as this was being read in Parliament, but it was fantastic news yesterday that the Coercive Control Bill um, passed the lower house, which means that the New South Wales government's bill to criminalise coercive control in intimate partner relationships has passed the lower house with support across the chamber that is great news, and it uh, it really means that the landmark um, crimes legislation amendment is there as a standalone offence of coercive control. It'll carry a maximum sentence of seven years in jail. This is a great move forward. It, it's not enough, but it's a great move forward, Sarah. Yeah, definitely. I think that you know anything that the government is doing to help survivors of domestic and sexual violence is a is a massive thing and I think that you know having that achieved yesterday is such a great thing and we should be yeah it's just amazing because you know things are actually being changed you know from protests Mm -hmm. things are happening um the only thing I get concerned about is and that they need to really take time to ensure that is set is that within the legislation sometimes it can be set you know there's a bar that's set too high Mm -hmm. for victims to prove that harm um so I think ensuring that victims are going to be safe and are going to be supported rather than perpetrators would be a massive thing. Um, but, yeah, I'm really impressed that our yeah, government is really um, listening to our voices. Mm. I agree with you there. Um, you know, the five areas that have be- have got to be proven beyond reasonable doubt, they are difficult. There is no doubt about that. That needs to be looked at. Um, you know, the, the onus is significantly on the victim to prove these five cases and uh, and it is it is going to be difficult with some of them yeah definitely i think that that's something that could be concerning because you know if a victim can't um prove this harm and it's mm. intent then they're not going to be able to get the justice that they deserve and i also think that it shouldn't be on the victims to have to prove these things it should be you know on the on the perpetrator to prove why they you know didn't do what that what happened um 
Yeah. There's uh, there's certainly a lot that needs to be done. In particular, we need to uh, to look at our judges on uh, on our courts, some of the decisions and the comments that have been made over the last uh, couple of weeks when it comes to victims of domestic violence. Um, yeah, we've, we've still got a long, long way to go, Sarah. But congratulations on what you're doing out there at the university. As I said, congratulations on your award. And uh, I can't wait to continue to follow the journey of, uh, of what you're wearing and, uh, and you yourself. No, thank you so much, Tracy. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Stay safe out there. Thanks, bye. bye. That is uh, Sarah Williams, who is uh, the creator of What We Are Wearing. She's also been instrumental in this new group out at the university, which is aiming to uh, to establish the Institute's first survivor advocacy advisory group. It is a huge step forward and a big congratulations to uh, to Sarah and all of the crew out there. It is great news, and uh, and I'm really uh, I'm really pleased for her because she's doing such a lot of work and she's really putting herself out there. She's uh, she's really doing some some great work. Newcastle in the morning covers the big stories that matter the most to you. The local issues often neglected. Tracy Mack's plain talking, no nonsense approach will get your morning off right. Talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle, and more. Covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the morning weekdays from nine to midday. Only on Newcastle Live.